Welcome to my very first podcast and here at uh, Real Talks with Nick Miaksu. Um, you may or may not know who I am, but um, I am a licensed realtor. I've been practicing real estate uh, as a realtor for approximately seven years now. And uh, before that, I was a development manager for five years. So I have a, a good 12, 13 years of real estate experience under my belt. Um, this is my passion. And um, I'm really curious about the, the industry and the market and where it's going in terms um, from a uh, realtor's point of view. So what this podcast is all about, it's about interviewing um, other realtors. I want to see where their success comes from. I want to see what works for them. I want to see, I want to talk about their failures. I want to talk about things in their career, milestones, sales, issues, you, know, you name it. This is all going to help us become better realtors and um, hopefully <laughs> uh, make some money. So about myself, uh, my name is again Nick Niaksu. I'm a licensed realtor. I'm, uh, I, I hold my license at Angel Hasman Associates in West Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Um, I've targeted a very high-end luxury market. Um, my business partner is DJ Denner, and together we have a, um, a group called the Niaksu Denner Real Estate Group. Niaksudenner.com is our website. I, I suggest you check it out. Just see what we're all about. Just kind of get an idea who, what I look like, who I am, and what our team's all about. Um, we deal in uh, luxury real estate. Our average transaction is over $3 million, and we sell houses up to that 15, 20 million dollar mark. Um, and that's sort of what fuels us. But we also, you know, we also look at the industry a little bit differently, we believe, than sort of our predecessors. Um, we're trying to innovate, we're trying to um, create systems, trying to approach the market and the industry a little bit different than, than the past generations. And I think that's, um, that is a good part of our fortune and our success. Um, and, um, and I want to see what's working for everybody else. I'm, you know, sometimes you get so in tune with your own self and your own business. Um, you kind of focus on your own clients and the, what works for you and what doesn't. But perhaps it's good to expand your knowledge and find different opportunities amongst your your professionals um, and colleagues, not only in your area, but around the world. So that's kind of the gist of what my podcast is all about. And I think it's going to be fun. But I think for my first, <clears throat> excuse me, my first episode is going to be about, you know, talking about who I am and my story and what has created success and failure along the journey of uh, being the best realtor I can possibly be for my clients and for myself and for my team. <clears throat> so moving forward, um, I find that my motivation has, has come from a place of desperation. So I was a development manager um, right after university. I graduated university in 2006 with a marketing degree. 
actually a business science degree in marketing science focused from the Hawaii Pacific University. Uh, moved back to Canada to, and uh, had my first um, job in Victoria. It's a small island, um, uh, on, or it's a small city uh, within Vancouver Island, which is just outside of Vancouver. And I, I joined forces with a company called Three Point Properties, and they gave me the, my first opportunity to have a, a taste of real estate. Um, I thought that, you know, I wanted to be a development manager, I wanted to be a developer, um, and uh, that's sort of what fueled me at the time. So I learned as much as I could about real estate and real estate development um, from a developer's point of view. Uh, by the time I was 26, um, I was working on uh, a 30 or well, 29 lot subdivision on Salt Spring Island. By the time I was 28, I had built three houses I'm very proud of. Um, by the time I was 30, I had a influential part of a 19 unit townhouse development in Victoria, um, a commercial renovation project, uh, a, a, an office building per se, and um, a couple other projects here and there, um, uh, up island at Port Renfrew, Wild Coast Cottages, uh, which is which is now the brand. So proud of that. Um, yeah. So, but what I realized was, you know, I was on a fixed income. I was making you know my seventy thousand dollars a year, which is a pretty pretty good income. But I was watching the realtors around me selling the product that I was creating, and really um, making a lot of money. But you know, it wasn't about the money at the time. It was about learning. And, um, and I also realized that, you know, I loved selling what I was creating to the end user, to the general public. And I would go to the launch events and I would go to the open houses and I would be there as a salesperson sitting with the agent, um, you know, talking proudly about what we've created and we would sell them and I, and I would sell them and and I'm like, this is great satisfaction. And when you're in the developer point of view, you're married to a project for four years, you get a little bit of project fatigue by the end of the, the, the project life cycle. And you know, to sell the product and to really see that end user and, and meet them and greet them and you know, help them out you know, uh, with before and after sales service was fantastic. It just really, created a feeling in me that was so fulfilling and that's where my the idea of becoming a realtor took place um, I I was in, on Vancouver Island I'm from Vancouver but I was away you know on Vancouver Island so sort of six years in um, or five years in my job four and a half years away from Vancouver so effectively almost 10 years away from Vancouver, my sphere of influence, everybody who I knew. And, and six years into my job in Victoria, I, did, I explored uh, getting my license. I, I passed my tests and I said, you know what? I really appreciate the knowledge. I really appreciate the, um, the experience, but it's time to take control of my life. And being an employee, wasn't gonna, wasn't 
really the the path I wanted to go, um, uh, where I felt control of my destiny. So, like every young realtor, I I I, I actually moved it back to Vancouver. Everything has changed in ten years. I didn't know anybody, and I ended up in a brokerage called um, TAC Real Estate. TAC was the, re re uh, was the um, resale division of Mac Marketing, really cool boutique firm in uh, in, um, in Yelltown in downtown Vancouver. And I'm just like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to crush it in the condo market. So I hang my license, I get my laptop, I set up for business, and I'm like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm asking around for questions. I'm asking my, my managing broker, Peter. I'm ask, asking for some help. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some open houses. Um, I don't know if you know the development. If you're in Vancouver, you probably do. Um, Dolce Vita. Um, there's a there's a gentleman who received the last, uh, the sort of the leftovers of that development that hadn't pre-sold. And he was selling those units um, finished to market. And uh, so I was doing open houses Saturday, Sunday, as much as I possibly could, trying to uh, to um, get business, build my book. And uh, I'm meeting all these people. My my lines are absolutely horrible. Uh, I don't know how to approach people. I'm coming from a project manager's point of view, not really a salesperson's point of view. And yeah, so three months of that. Um, no deals, no real written offers, and, and I'm feeling a little bit bummed. So I'm sitting at, at the bullpen it, at uh, TAC Real Estate, and um, I'm sitting beside this guy who just joined the uh, company. He's from Pitt Meadows, and... He's like, we get talking, get to know each other. And he's like, I want to go after West Vancouver houses. And for me, I'm just like, whoa, West Vancouver houses, like the richest people in Vancouver or one of the richest people in neighborhoods in Vancouver. And that's where I'm from. <laughs> and, um, and in big mansions, big estates, multi-million dollar properties. I mean, the properties are, I was doing open houses for, I mean, we topped out at a million. So at that time, it was about $500,000 to a million for a condo in this in Dolce Vita. Um, and uh, the million dollar mark in my head out for whatever reason really, really was this like benchmark, like, oh, well, if I ever sell something over a million dollars, I've made it. <laughs> so I, um, anyways, back, so I meet this guy. His name is DJ. I can say, hi, DJ, how are you? He's like, Nick, very good. I go, do you know, uh, he's like, do you want to go knock West Vancouver real estate with me? I'm just like, hey, I'm actually from West Vancouver. I know it, kinda. <laughs> so we decided to jump into a car and uh, into his car and um, we start knocking uh, West Vancouver. We're going up to the British properties um, we're going up the hill. We're we're knocking like a bunch of bozos trying to get some business. And the more we start knocking, the more we find ourselves explaining <laughs> what tech real estate is. Um, people are like, "Well, 
are you with Richard Tack? Um, just some background here. Richard Tack was a uh, pretty prominent North Shore real, realtor, um, senior realtor at the time. And uh, it's like, no, we're not with Ta- Richard Tack. We're with Tack Real Estate down, downtown, the resale division of Mac. And they're like, okay, never heard of them. So we spend about, you know, we get a conversation going. We spend about 30 minutes talking about who we are rather than what we do. So about three weeks of this, we're like, we're pretty fed up. And uh, DJ's like, every time, well, well, backtrack. Every time we go to West Vancouver, we drive by Angel Hasman Associates. We're like, wow, that's where Malcolm Hasman is. That's where Alan Angel is, Eric Christensen, Derek Grack, like all these big names, you know, classy, high-end realtors are practicing their uh, business. And, uh, and, you know, the Malcolm Hasman was this like rock star, you know, person in my mind that was unapproachable, that would never want to, anything to do with us. And um, so we sit back and we're talking about potentially joining Angel Hasman Associates, trying to get hanger licenses there. And I'm this, I'm a little bit hesitant and, and uh, just a little bit nervous. And, 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 and we go about our day. Couple days later, I get a call from DJ Nick. I walked in and got a job. <laughs> Angel Asman Associates. I'm like, no way. What? He's like, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I gave a good word about you too. So they want to meet you the following week. So I go in and meet with Cal Lindbergh, the managing broker, and and um, and the partners, Alan and Malcolm, and they take they take me on as well. So that's very very exciting. Um, I'm in Angel Asman Associates. I've met with my idols. Um, I'm in West Vancouver and I'm scared shitless. So, so we put the the leap of faith was taken and I have to really give a lot of credit to DJ for that as well, for, for pushing me to, uh, to get out, to go outside my comfort zone. So we, we join, we join Angel Hazard Associates. We sort of, you know, we door knock hard. We're door knocking so hard that, um, where we're wearing out, we're wearing through our shoes. DJ actually wore through his his um, outsoles, and his shoes right to his socks. I mean, the other aspect of this motivation, the work that hard is that we were broke. DJ was broke, I was broke, and I'm gonna let DJ tell his story in a different episode. It's very interesting, it's very motivating, but I'm gonna tell you where my perspective was. I, I'm in Angel Hasman Associates, and um, about, about, I'd say about three, four months in, um, we're door knocking together. We get our first lead, we get our first listing, and the, and I'm like, we're like finally a break. Bang! My uh, my girlfriend leaves me. I guess for whatever reason, the pressure, the journey, the hours, the the. the being unsuccessful, I don't know. I don't really know yet to this day what hap- what the actual ultimate reason was. But it was, but um, she left me. So I'm broke. I'm living off a line of credit. I am moving out of my our, our condo that we rented. Um, I'm moving home. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> um, moving home. My mom has obviously turned my bedroom into something else, so I'm living on the couch, <laughs> and I feel like, what did I? What? Where am I at? In my world. I am done. 
I having a pity party? Uh, why does why is this happening to me? It it actually is quite emotional thinking about that feeling, about um, what I went through at that time. It was down and out. But I had time now. I had more time. I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have a place to clean. I didn't have anything. Um, I had all I had was me and support from my parents. So after about a week and a half, two weeks of being in sort of a slight depression, <clears throat> I pick up my socks, I go back to work, um, DJ's holding the fort, and we go at it. We get our first listing, um, we sell it. Um, we were so focused on selling that $1.3 million house. Um, we, it was everything. We had our sign out. We made our own sandwiches for our actually own wraps um, for the uh, for the uh, open house. And actually, my we couldn't I couldn't we couldn't afford it the the ingredients. <laughs> so my my mom and my grandma bless them went to Costco and bought everything and sort of and and uh, helped us put together these platters. Um, and. Um, yeah, we worked so hard with our client to sell this house. And I remember us being in, you know, receiving the offer. And uh, actually, we attracted our own offer. Um, writing our own offer. And uh, being at the Starbucks on Denman and Burrard, downtown Vancouver, sitting with our clients uh, and going over the offer and calling our client when we had the numbers and knowing that if we don't put this deal together, we're done. We will have, we're broke. We don't know where our next paycheck is coming from. So we were so desperate. We were so, so desperate. But we didn't put our desperation, our, our own interest above our client's interest. At the end of the day, we put the deal together and uh, we bought some time. At that point, I realized that money is time. Then we kept, we kept on door knocking, door knocking, did it, you know, got a little bit more business here and there. I think our, I think <laughs> my first year I ended up making $25,000 of commissions, which is, which is not good. Um, DJ made a little bit more than me. He had a couple more deals that he was able to do on his own. And uh, we started um, finding mentors, okay? So we split up, he found a mentor, I found a mentor, I found an opportunity um, with the Chinese market. He did his thing and we let him talk about his own thing later, like I said, a different episode. But, um, but um, I teamed up with a Chinese agent. We built some business that way. I, got, I was probably one of the first Caucasian realtors to really enter the Chinese culture in at least West Vancouver, for sure. Um, probably larger, a larger region than that. And um, really built the networks and got to learn that culture. Um, so my first deal in Angel Hasman was 1.3 million. My second deal was 5.6 million and my third was 3.3 million. And those were both with, with Chinese buyers. Okay, 
um, I'm like, wow, I figured it out. I figured out a system that works. I figured out a niche that works. I'm going to be the Chinese, Canadian, uh, Caucasian expert. Okay. So I, so this is year two now. I'm building this whole new network with this agent that I'm working with. And, um, and we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. And then bang. Um, something personal happened to her in her life where she sort of stepped away from the business. And I'm just like, oh my God, not again. So I got, I got, I got my, I got my business going, then bang. So this is when, this is when uh, about two years into the business now at Angel Hazard Associates, DJ and I came back together. We're like, let's do this, let's do this together. Timing was right on his, his end as well. And, um, and uh, yeah, so then we started working together. And then, so did, so Debbie, Debbie Heffel, who is um, Malcolm's assistant, approaches DJ and says, DJ, I have a client for you. It's a, it's, it's a family member. I want you to go find her a townhouse. So DJ does a great job. They finds her a townhouse. And then Debbie's so thrilled that tells Malcolm Hasman about what we did. So without Debbie, I don't think we'd be here we'd be we'd be at the sex success we are at right now um, because of this moment in time so listen carefully what happened Malcolm's attention was there Malcolm told Debbie that he wanted to talk to us we go into Deb into Malcolm's office and he's like guys I have a lot of business and some business I'm just too I'm just too busy right now. But what I want to do is this. <clears throat> I want to refer you a buyer uh, that is very difficult and um, that will be will take a lot of work to close, but I want to give you the opportunity to help me out. So we're like, this is amazing. Malcolm Housen has is actually talking to us. <laughs> And uh, it's crazy. So he, so, uh, he gives us this buyer. I won't name the names, obviously. We take, um, we take this buyer and his wife out to look at properties. We close a $2.5 million deal in a week. Or we secure a $2.5 million deal in a week. And uh, we go back. We say, Malcolm, thank you so much. Here's, the, here's, the, here's your commission. Uh, here's your deal sheet. Thank you so much for the opportunity. He's like, you got to be kidding me. You close, you close those guys in a week? So he goes, I got another one. I have an out-of-town buyer. He's moving his company up. To, he's a lawyer uh, from uh, Colorado. He's moving up his company potentially to Vancouver, and he wants to look at some property. He goes, Nick, DJ, you know, I have so much going on. I just don't have the time to service these people like they deserve. I want to give you the opportunity on my behalf to help them find their home. They're looking for a home up to $2 million. <clears throat> so we reach out and we reach out to these guys they're, they're, they're landing in Vancouver and they're staying at the Pacific Rim Hotel uh, the Fairmont Pacific Rim very high end hotel so that sort of gives us the idea that they're real we go pick them up and um, they're sort of they're dressed nice but they're not dressed like you would expect when you're looking at a multi-million dollar uh, real estate tour so we take him onto his real estate tour in north vancouver looking for house up to two million at the time you could get something that was fairly new for you know 2.2 2.3 million 
they tell us, guys, first tour is great, not what we're looking for. Um, I want you to show us some more property that are a little, a little bit bigger, a little bit more high end. Let's go to West Vancouver. And we ask them, what, you know, we tell them, we inform them, we educate them what, what you need to be at to, to, um, to get similar houses in West Vancouver, to buy similar houses in West Vancouver. Newer house, a little bit of ocean view and whatnot. You have to be in that $5 million range. It's like, okay, great, raise budget to five. We're like, all right, this is great. <laughs> we raise a budget of five. We go tour them around. They don't like anything. He's like, uh, he's like, we want something that's you know spectacular, big view, nice contemporary house, and um, and we're like, okay, perfect. But you know what? You're gonna have to be in that sort of seven to ten million dollar range. I go, what can you afford? What can your what's if we up your budget? He goes. <laughs> I remember him saying this to us 20 million we're like what we were like, like show us everything up to 20 million including waterfronts we're like oh my goodness you gotta be kidding me 2 million to 20 million 10 times your original budget so we do we we show them we show the couple waterfront we sh- and then you know, nothing was really speaking to them on the waterfront. We look, at, we show them everything on market, and nothing's really speaking to them. We're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna either these guys are fake or we're losing our best opportunity to elevate our career. So, I remember a house that's that is off market that they were considering selling, and it was this beautiful Craig Chevalier, brand new, seven thousand square foot state um, and Craig Chevalier built these modern James Bond-esque houses and in fact when it reported sold in the paper <clears throat> they describe it as a James Bond house so we show this property to our clients and it's exclusive through another agent within our office and they write an offer Full price, $7.5 million, closing in one month with a $1 million deposit, subject free. We're like, this is too good to be true. Wire transfer from the U.S. Great. So we write this deal up. We're like, okay, whatever. And we write it up and we just, you know, we hope that the money comes in through wire transfer. One day later, $1 million in our trust account. Sold. We just did $7.5 million deal. And we're in cloud nine. Not only that, we go back to Malcolm with the deal sheet and say, here you go, Malcolm. You just made X amount in commission. He's like, what are you guys talking about? We just sold a $7.5 million house to the people from Colorado. This is what really started our relationship with Malcolm. We showed him as green agents, you can still say green, two years in the business in West Vancouver that we could close a $7.5 million deal. And, um, and that basically put us on the radar. And, <laughs> and uh, took us out of debt. That is a milestone in my life that deal. Um, and I realized that 
in this world of real estate, you have to network. You have to find your own opportunities. You can't sit back and wait for businesses to come to you. You have to be proactive. I remember being able to finally afford my own condo rental downtown. How liberating is it to be to as a 31 year old at now, 31 years old, sleep on your mom's couch to move out after proving to yourself and you know what to your family that you can do it. I knew that I could make it in this business after that deal. I knew that if somebody like Malcolm Hasman was impressed in me and, and with my part, business partner, DJ, that I was, I was made for this business. And I knew I wanted to continue <coughs> riding that wave. <coughs> so moving forward, DJ and I, from that point forward, have worked together. We've been involved in over 400 million in transactions. Our largest sale being um, 20, you know, $25 million, $25.5 million. Our average tra transaction is over 3 million. We have, in 2017, as a partnership, we have we broke seven figures. We built a team and mentorship program, and we're creating systems so realtors in our team don't have to make the same mistakes we made, don't have to struggle as much as we struggled, and we and they. They find their path quicker. They still have to put in the hard work, the determination, the blood, sweat, and tears, <clears throat> but they don't have to make the dumb mistakes we made. And I'll get into those mistakes further on in further episodes in the podcast. Um, but that's, and so seven years in the business, um, I'm pretty established. I have goals. Both DJ have and I have goals to grow and and expand and you know as Ryan Serhant a million dollar listing says um, expand in all ways in all or expand always in all ways. <clears throat> I really believe in that and innovation and technology innovation in the way that we conduct our business is is critical and we're doing it. <clears throat> so. I'll speak more about um, the ways that I've done it, that we, that DJ and I have both um, innovated and created success in further episodes. But I just want to give you a brief introduction of who I am and what I do, and um, <clears throat> and and then introduce you to DJ in a in a later episode about what where he comes from, his story, because absolutely amazing his story. Um, it's inspiring. You'll want to you want to hear that. And then I'm going to be reaching out to my colleagues um, and, uh, and talking about their story and figuring out what works for them in, uh, in future episodes. So this is going to be a great way for young realtors 
realtors that are stuck, older realtors who need to innovate and expand and grow, um, to take to, to take some takeaways from <clears throat> what we talk about in our episodes and grow their business. And I and I'm really passionate about sharing. <clears throat> I'm really passionate about mentorship. I'm really passionate about teaching. So hopefully this platform allows uh, me to help some agents out there expand their success. And, um, <clears throat> and I really look forward to uh, doing more of these podcasts. So uh, until next time, go out there and crush it. Don't stop. Push yourself to the limit. Go door knock. Hit those expires. Do your open houses. <clears throat> network with your with your peers. Network network with your with your mortgage brokers, your bankers, your your spheres of influence. Go out there, grab all that business you can because it's out there to be taken. There's so much for everybody. And guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day.